Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Did you do your homework? Did you write out your gospel testimony and pass it on to someone? I want to encourage you to make talking about Christ just a part of your natural, everyday conversations. You know, it's not unusual to talk about people that you love. I love to talk about my wife and my my children and all of my family. Well, look, if we really love the Lord Jesus, we ought to be thrilled to talk about him. And that's what Paul did. We're in Acts chapter number 26, where he is speaking for himself. And we've learned one principle already. When you speak for yourself about Christ, speak with a happy spirit. Let me give you another principle today. Beginning in verse number four, speak humbly from your heart. Just speak from your heart. Now listen to verse 4. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers, under which promise our twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints that I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And do you see how humbly Paul shares his story? He doesn't make himself out to be something. In fact, he just plainly says, I was a sinner. I was a man that didn't understand myself. I was a man that pushed back against these Christians and their Christ myself from the beginning until I met him, until he changed my heart. You know, I think sometimes when we're talking about the Lord we have a tendency, if we're not careful, to talk down to people. We must never do that. It's never you are a sinner. It is we are sinners. It's never you need Jesus. Oh, friend, we need Jesus. Include yourself. Uh, begin with a common denominator. What do you have in common with these that you're sharing Christ with? That you needed salvation and that there was a day you didn't understand it, a day you hadn't accepted him, but now all that has changed. Speak humbly. From your heart. And then a third thing not only should you speak with a happy spirit and speak humbly from your heart, but you should speak primarily about Him. I mean by that, don't let it be just all about you. 
talk about Jesus. As quickly as possible, get beyond yourself to Christ. Sometimes I hear people giving a testimony, and it's all about them, all about what they've done or haven't done, uh, what they thought or felt. But notice how Paul makes a beeline for Jesus in his story. Uh, We left off, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In verse 15, uh, Paul said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance, For these causes, the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Do you see what he does? He's introducing Agrippa to the real king, to the Lord Jesus Christ. When you share your gospel testimony, when you're speaking for yourself, you should weave into that conversation much about Jesus. Who is he? Oh, he's the one who was crucified. Who is he? He's the one who rose from the dead. Who is he? He's the one who can forgive sins. He's the one that everybody needs to meet and get acquainted with. Your story is really not your story. Your story is the story of Christ working in you. So don't get stuck on the, on the experience. Don't get stuck on all of the peripheral details. And surely don't get stuck talking about your past life. As quickly as possible, run to Calvary. Remember, Jesus said, If I be lifted up, speaking of his death on the cross, I will draw all men unto me. There's a wonderful principle in that. Everywhere Jesus is exalted, everywhere he is seen, everywhere he is lifted up, he draws people to himself. If you want people to believe on Christ, then talk about Christ. If you want to see the Holy Spirit work in power in people's lives, Make much of Jesus, and as we do this, the Lord will work on the other end. So, let's review. When you're speaking for yourself, speak with a happy spirit, speak humbly from your heart, speak about him, and then let's add a fourth one today. Speak about the here and now. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to verse number 22. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none of the things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Do you hear the phrase, unto this day? Too many testimonies are past tense testimonies. Friends, our God is not I was, he is I am. He is a very present help in time of trouble. He is a present tense God, and if he's at work in our lives today, we should talk about him in the present tense. A good testimony shouldn't be, well, 20 years ago I met Jesus, or 30 years ago I got saved, or 40 years ago I heard the gospel. No, a good testimony should be, let me tell you what Jesus means to me today. Let me tell you what Christ is doing in my life right now. Let it be a present tense word. Speak about the here and now. Sometimes when we're given the gospel, we talk about yesterday when we got saved, or we talk about tomorrow, the future, when we're going to go to heaven someday. Uh, But may I just remind you, salvation 
is the present tense work of God in our hearts, and we should speak about what Jesus means to us right where we are. I'm telling you, this testimony in Acts 26 is a template we all can take and use for ourselves. Speak for yourself today. Speak with a happy spirit. Speak humbly from your heart. Speak about him and speak about the here and now. We'll return to Acts 26 one more time and look at the rest of his testimony and the truth we can take from it. But it is my prayer today that you won't just learn something from Acts 26. You'll apply something. Uh, Today, use your story to introduce someone else to the Lord Jesus Christ. Somewhere today, there's an Agrippa that needs to meet Jesus. Years ago, I remember a man who took this challenge saying to me, I had spoken to my friend, given him every track and every scripture I knew, but it wasn't until I said, have I ever shared my story with you that God really began to open his heart, and it was through that man's testimony uh, that a dear sinner came to Jesus. You never know how God could use your story today to introduce someone else to Jesus Christ. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.